Hello, everyone. Welcome to New Music Muse. I'm with my guest, Jesse Chambers. What's up, Jesse? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm in a fever dream. So before we get on to the show, just want to say, everyone, go follow Indie Heartbreak on Spotify. And if you like any of my other playlists, my Spotify is Ben J. Wego and my Instagram is New Music Muse. So go check that out. And Jesse's is Jesse Chambers on Instagram and Spotify. So good to have you start by telling us like a little bit about how you got into the music industry. Yeah, so I have been, as a lot of us, a lot of us artists have been, um, you know, doing music my whole life. I started singing at like a very young age and I loved it. So my parents put me in like, you know, voice lessons. And then I was a theater kid. I did like, you know, all the school plays and I was doing theater camps and stuff. And I loved, I wanted to be on Broadway. Um, but then when I was like, you know, around 12 or 13, I started writing my own songs not very good songs, but started writing my own songs and um, start you know, just, yeah, just growing up in like the early 2000s and whatnot. I, I loved, I loved musical theater, but I was, you know, always listening to the radio and pop hits and everything top of the charts kind of stuff. So um, I just started writing songs and I realized that I wanted to be a pop music artist. That's dope. Um, I actually could tell from like your pictures on Spotify and your music, like you're very theatrical. And I, I think that's really important to have that kind of like um, persona when you're pursuing music, because a lot Thank of people. You. Yeah, of course. Um, I think a lot of people just they're trying to attach an image to what their music is portraying. And I think you do that really well, because I'm getting like I get like 80s kind of vibes, like really cool pop. Yeah, I like I'm that. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely approach like who Jesse Chambers is from a kind of dramatic lens. Like I, I, for me personally, the way that I do music and present myself as an artist, I don't want it to be the same person that I am on a day-to-day -day basis. Like I love the idea that in my music, I, and, you know, visually, sonically, everything like I'm creating a different like whatever world I want and a different version of myself so I definitely like love being super dramatic and like performative and I find that when I make music that way I'm making like the best music that I can make as opposed to trying to you know make it super um not a whole production you kind of have an idea of like what you want uh, to be presented through your music and through your artistry. Yeah, like basically I just love it being over the top, you know, like I, I do the acoustic gigs and I do all that stuff. And of course, it's still me at the end of the day. It's not like completely this whole other person, you know, on stage versus not on stage. For sure. Was there like a specific moment where you kind of realized like music was your passion? I don't know if there was one moment because I honestly can't remember a time where I wasn't feeling this way about a career in music. Um, like I said, I started singing really young. Like the first memory of a performance I have is in preschool. And since then, I have always just been involved in music, whether it was like, you know, literally just singing in high, like the choir in high school or 
fully like gigging in New York City. Like I've always been involved in music and performing. So I, I can't really like pinpoint one moment yeah. where it's, I was like, this hard. is it. Yeah, like you kind of always had it in you. Yeah, I will say though that um, watching Hannah Montana, like as a kid, <laughs> I swear yeah. to God, like it really, it half like was, okay, that's what I want to do. And it half like fucked me up probably because- <laughs> here I am like a young impressionable kid who's like okay well if that girl can be going to school and a pop star at night then like that's what I want to do you know a lot of it was Hannah Montana like I'm like okay that that that's like you know probably the first image of someone who was close to my age like doing doing something like also being a kid but doing something do you remember like the first song you wrote and how can you compare it to the last song you wrote? Okay, so the first songs, I mean, besides like little jingles and like stupid songs, the first like real kind of start to finish song I wrote, um, the best way I could compare it to the kind of stuff I'm writing now is that as a young like teen, a tween trying to write songs, like for me, I defaulted to trying to write like the most emotional like gut-wrenching ballad ever having never been through heartbreak or like any real life experiences yet you just kind of that you're like okay like I'm gonna write this song like sitting on the piano and it's gonna just be about like my real feelings and also at that time you're kind of you can only really write what you know but you don't know anything so you you're writing what you think is like this heartfelt like emotional thing and it is for me at that time but now I look at like the kind of writer I am now and I'm just like not necessarily as naive as a writer as I was then like now I can you know sit down and write a song about like one specific experience I had and turn it into a whole three minute song yeah and you're having fun with it and I think like I think it's hard for people to write from their actual experiences. Like it's actually harder than it looks because a lot of people will just, you know, take lyrics and put it together and like, be like, oh, like this is something that I watched or I saw on Instagram or um, I heard it in another song. And it's like, it's so relatable to like other people, but like actually putting your own experiences into a song, I think is harder, way harder than it seems. Yeah, I have a, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are songwriters, but I have this friend who um, says, she's like, I find it very hard to write about something that I haven't gone through personally. And I get that. Like, I think um, the kind of music that she makes is like very personable and like very personal to her. Um, And it would be interesting to see her kind of put out music that wasn't, something that happened to her because that's just like what she does and she's so good at it for me I can write a song about like a dream I had that never happened in real life or write a song about like a friend's situation like they and they didn't might have not even told me to they were just like telling me the story and I'm like oh that's that's an interesting take on something and I didn't go through it personally but I think the concept of what happened is so interesting so like there's definitely different approaches for different songwriters. Like some people find it difficult to write about things they haven't gone through. And some people are like, I could, you know, write about 
anything, just give me a prompt. My most recent single is called Fever Dream. And um, it started as the title. Like I was in a writing session with some of my friends and some of these other um, songwriters. And we came up with the title at first. Like it was actually presented by one of the, one of my co-writers of the song. He was like, I just think the title Fever Dream is really cool. I was like, oh my God, I love that. Like what can we say about a fever dream? And then the song was born from there. Like it. How would you describe your style of music? My style of music is it's pop. It is pop through and through. Some of my favorite genres are not what I make as an artist. But I think that the thing about pop music is that yes, there is a genre of pop music, but at the same time, pop music is also what's popular at the time. So there are so many different sub genres of pop music because whatever kind of sounds are popular at that time is pop music. And I want to make music that like you could listen to in 30 like, years and yeah. still think like, oh, that's a good song. Not just like, oh, that worked at that time. Yeah, there's definitely that trend in music where people are trying to touch upon different genres and blend it. I think you do a good job at that because I was like already like at the beginning, like I was getting like 80s vibes from some of your songs. And I think cool. that's a really cool era to, to put mm -hmm. influences from. So one of the songs that I was drawn to from you was Mascara. Can you talk about that song a little bit? Like what was the inspiration behind it? Yeah, so that is a song that was written from like personal experience. Um, I am like a huge drunk crier, but, and just crier in general. Like I feel like, if you need to let it out, the best, the thing that will make you feel the best is like to get it off your chest. But that with that being said, I'm not the type of person who likes to bring other people into that experience with me. Like there, are, I have so many friends who like, or just people I know who, when they are going through something like, you know about it, they are you know, bringing everyone else into it. They are, you know, cr drunk crying at a, bar, at a bar, all the drama. Yeah. And I don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not shitting on that. Like <laughs> I live for the drama, but that's not my, my shtick. I'm more like, let's say I'm out and I'm sad about something. I will go into the bathroom, cry about it while I'm out and then come back out. Like nothing ever happened. And it's this <laughs> like big joke with my friends and I that like, I've done that before. And I you, like, also come back like, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I also, and they know about it late. I'll like tell them about it later. And I also like just have all these like photos of myself with mascara, like streaming down my face. It's kind of cool. And it's kind so, of a cool look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think I look honestly really good when I'm crying and there's like makeup running down my face. I went into the session um, with the two people that I had never written with before and I think one of the other people was saying how they also like love crying. And I was like, oh my God, you've got to see these photos I have of myself with like mascara streaming down my face. And that's what we wrote about.
sounds like a really personal experience i am a big 1975 fan like i love their Me music too, yeah. um and something about their music that i really love is that some of their most upbeat banging songs are about some of the like saddest things yeah. ever and um i love that like idea of a really happy song that people are you know vibing to that if you like listen to the lyrics you're like wait this is really fucking sad what venues have you played at so far and uh what is your dream venue to play at before covid i was living in new york and i was doing a bunch of like so far sound shows which were you know whatever venues that they could get at the time like so random some one was in the bottom of like a lululemon like the basement oh, wow. of lululemon one was at like something like the the basement of a church one was you know all these different places um and then I also have done the gigs at like the Bitter End, um, a famous venue in New York City and Mercury Lounge and Rockwood and all of the like um, real venues in New York that host singer songwriters and new and upcoming you know, musicians. A huge goal of mine. And this is, this is, you know, there are smaller goals in between where I am now to what I'm about to say that I want to accomplish first, but my dream dream goal is to play like my hometown arena because that's the place where like I saw all of my favorite artists every concert that I would go to I would like imagine myself playing a show there and like saying to the audience like I sat there for this person and I sat there for that person and like here I am yeah. on the stage a song of yours that's out would you tell listeners like stream this song like right now like just to get a sense of what my music is like my most recent single fever dream is definitely like the upbeat like poppy groove that i'm going for as an artist that um you know it's it's been a journey of for my myself just finding out what my sound is and what i feel most comfortable doing um that is a great song to check out mascara also and my like most popular song um the most popular song of mine is called Guess You Suck. And it's like a bad bitch, fuck you anthem. What's your um, most relatable lyric uh, to your existence? Those lyrics are in a song of mine that's unreleased right now. Like I um, am working on a lot of new music and I have a new project I'm working on. I went through a lot of change this pa the past almost two years now with COVID as everyone did. Um, a lot of it was like mutual change that we all went through. And a lot of it was personal change, highs and lows. Being an independent artist is like, it's, it's tough. You add other tough changes to that. And like, you just, you know, you go through it. But I have music as an outlet to like really express what I was going through at that time. Losing my sense of self and like who I thought I was and what I thought I wanted. and trying to like come back out of that thank you so much for coming on the show it was thank great you for having jesse and um everyone go stream jesse's song fever dream and all her music on spotify apple whatever you have right. thank you tears are falling down titanic say goodbye to my mascara